Welcome to Ask Pros Business, where we have conversations with people in business about their business journey so as to provide our listening community with a variety of strategies that can help grow their businesses. Welcome to Ask Pros. Today I've got a friend, you know, I've known her, I can say I've known her all my life. <laughs> I've known her for a very long time now, over 10 years, you know, we've been very, very good friends, you know, and, and she's yet to tell her story. I know we'll be motivated and inspired from her story. And apart from telling her story, she also has a brand, but she's a fashion designer, you know, and we'll dive into that a, a bit, you know. So, Kende Olonleke, welcome to Ask the Pros. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I would like to talk to you about my brand, my clothing brand, and also to introduce who I am to you and um, what I've been up to with my clothing brand and, you know, my other life. I think it's possible to wear two caps, which is what I do, because I have a day job, which is separate from my business. I actually work for development. I work specifically on conflicts in the Middle Belt. So I travel to the Middle Belt states quite often. I wear rain boots and caps. <laughs> I walk into the community. Basically to help people that have been displaced. But uh, I've also had a passion for fashion design and for fashion in general. I, I've always been a very fashionable person. I think that's hereditary actually because my father was a very fashionable person. So now I have never met a man that is as fashionable as my dad was. Anyway, so yeah. Then I studied law at University of Vietnam. I went on to law school in Abuja. And then I went to do a master's in human rights law at Grammar University of London. And I started to work in development. So basically, I, I am doing what I read in school. But then the other side of me is the fashion design, which is something that I just love to do. It helps to ease a lot of tension. It's effortless to me. I don't have to think about it. I can just imagine that, oh, this is something that I love. So, Kende, I know you've got a fashion brand. Kende, yeah. the lawyer, and Kende, fashion. What are we missing here? How did that come about? My dad was a fashion fashion icon, as far as I am concerned. Okay. Like, I don't think there was a day that he just didn't look like somebody from a GQ magazine. <laughs> and he wore everything. There's, I mean, there's nothing he didn't wear. It, was, it wasn't the kind of guy that would wear something in particular and wouldn't wear something. I mean, there was nothing he didn't wear. So I kind of grew up like that. And I also believe that it's hereditary because I, even when I was much younger, he would want to go out and call me and say, which tie should I wear? Which cap should I wear? You know? So I, I was alive to combining clothes and understanding fashion and understanding that people should dress properly and dress well um, very, very early on. And of course, when I, was in, when I was in secondary school and I had to wear uniforms, but when I got to university, we had to wear whatever we, we liked. So I think that gave me the opportunity to really express myself and to be able to wear things that I liked and things that I considered to be nice. I used to use pretty much maybe say three quarter of my allowance to buy clothes. 
always buying clothes. It was never enough. There was always something nice to buy to wear. My perfect day was me looking nice. That was my perfect day. It was very important to me. So, and that has stayed with me. You know, it stayed with me. This is this is part of me. Very important. Doesn't change. It's just that you know, now that I'm older, I'm easier. Sometimes I can just wear something and go. <laughs> But then, you know, I still appreciate good clothes when I see. I've been wearing so many people around me, my husband. <laughs> okay, so many but then, um, for the fashion uh, line, um, I used to buy a lot of my clothes because I just didn't, on, I, I mean, I remember when we were much younger, my mom would try to make us clothes. I hated those clothes. They were so, there was something not nice about them. You know, every time she said, oh, let's go to the tailor, I was more like, oh my God, what are we going to wear again? <laughs> so, <laughs> I grew up thinking that clothes that are nice would have to be bought and you can't make them. So I recall that uh, when I was just finishing from law school, my twin sister actually, she went out and came back one day. She came back home and said she had seen this lady and that she was wearing this really nice Ankara dress, and she asked the lady where she had where she made it, and the and she got a number for the tailor that made it. And I was like, okay, I I didn't see the Ankara dress, and I was not interested because I really had the mindset that clothes that are made are rubbish. <laughs> if you want to look good, buy your clothes. <laughs> so anyway, she just she table went, she bought uh, Ankara fabric. And then she gave this tailor the fabric to make clothes for me and for, for her. And she brought the clothes back and they were perfect. I could not believe how perfect they were. Oh my God, they were so perfect. If not because they were Ankara, I would not believe that they were made. I would not believe that anybody could make something like that. So I got interested. I mean, that really interested me. Like, wow, I just drew this down. This guy made this thing. So I asked her, okay, let's invite this guy. So we invited him. We gave him more clothes, more fabric. He went, made more things, and we just got hooked. And we just started making clothes. Then we'll give him fabric, and then he would... Maybe his return time will be like maybe two weeks, three weeks. It was too long. So we asked him, you know, it's taking too long. Why? He said, does he have electricity? His sewing machine has issues, blah, blah, blah. So we said, okay, no problem. So we pretty much set up a shop for him downstairs. We bought him a sewing machine and we asked him, you know, we have fabric, just come make the clothes in the house and go when you're done. So he'll come, he'll do that uninterrupted and he'll go. So I got into it. I had a water full of clothes that I made for myself. And you know, that was that was that was how I started making clothes. But I never offered to me to sell the clothes. I wanted to continue to create this thing. I loved the fact that I could put pen to paper and draw something and somebody will make it and it'll be amazing. I just that was just amazing. So one day a family friend came and said, you know, you're, you're, you have so many of these things and you don't, you're, you're not even an outgoing person. Where do you wear all these things? So why don't you just start selling them? And I was like, hmm, I can actually make money selling these things. You, you never thought of selling. You just wanted to just make those clothes and just wear them. I never thought of selling. I never, it never occurred to myself. Why? I never, <laughs> I was just into the fact that I could make them and wear them. 
So that was the first time it occurred to me that, you know, you could actually sell them and make some money. So I made the first batch, maybe like 10 of different things. And I, and I sold them and I saw that people were very excited and they bought them all. And I made the next batch and people bought them all. And that was how I started making those clothes. So now I actually make a lot of clothes. I don't wear a lot of them because for me, it's, it's not about the wearing for me, it's about my ability to create, collect fabrics that that I like, and to be able to draw something that I like, and to be able to, to bring it to life. And I think the best part of it is when somebody else buys it and wears it and is happy wearing it. That's for me. That's just the ultimate. So, so, so that was that's what gives you satisfaction. Major satisfaction. Okay, cool. So, so tell us, tell us about this, um, this this clothing brand. What was the name of your brand? Well, everybody gets. Uh, everybody, gets, I I keep experiencing this jaw breaking. <laughs> when I started, you know, selling the clothes, then my older sister Lola says, um. So why are you going to call it? Because now it's it's a brand. So I said, I don't know. What should we call it? And she said, let's call it Belle du Jour Couture. And I said, what does that mean? And she said, it means the bell of the day, like the center of attention. So I really love that. Like if you wear something that I make, you'll be the center of attention. So it's... Well, it's do you think it's a, it's a name that, that people would easily buy into or relate to being knowing that you're in Nigeria, you know, and you're selling you're selling African prints like Ankara, right? It's a, it's actually a French it's actually a French okay. name. Okay, it's a French name. Yes, and I don't want to be a local champion. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> when you say you don't want to be a local a local champion, what what are you implying? Yeah, so what I'm saying is, even though I'm massive fascinated by African fabrics, because I use strictly African fabrics like Ankara, Adire, even though I'm massive fascinated by the local African fabrics, um, I don't mind that the name is not a local African name, because uh, I like I like to be broad. So I mean, maybe sometime in future. When I get older and less conservative, I might change the name. But for right now, we've been doing Bell Juju Couture for years now. So, it's okay. So, so Lola, so Lola inspired the name, and you, and you love the name. Yes. And what, I just love the name. And yeah. so, what was what was next? Yes. Yeah, so we started to make the clothes. We know uh, did a lot of quite a number of fashion shows. Um, I have uh, specific customers. But I don't rely on specific customers. I just, I just trust how I feel about the design, and I just put it out there. I recall that when I first of all started making the clothes, you know, when when we got a little bit, a little bit bigger than just making five clothes to sell, I had people come to me and they say, "Oh, you know, there's this new trend. Why don't you do it this way? Why don't you do it this way?" And I said, "No, I, I need to trust how I'm feeling here and what I like, and that's what I do." Yes. Uh, because when I when I go to London and I go to Gap, I know what I'm going to expect from Gap. Gap will make you know the conservative, 
the t-shirts and the jeans and you know that's what gap do if they have dresses they're quite conservative for quality if you go to zara you know that in zara you have fashionable it's, clothes so hugging the body exactly <laughs> so you know zara is not trying to be like gap and gap is not trying to be like zara yeah so so i don't want to be like anybody else I just want to be true to how I feel about clothes. Yeah, you just, you just, wanna, I, you just, and you just want to define define your own style as well. Exactly, and that's what I, I I'm very proud to say. This is what I have done. I don't make anything that I don't like. I don't make anything that I can't wear. I'm not swayed by what is in or what is out. I basically make things that fascinate me, things that I like. I collect, I'm a fabric collector. I collect fabric over time and then I just keep making what I like, what I feel, what I like. I also like, I believe in clean lines. I don't like anything too fussy. I think less is more. So you won't see me making clothes that have too many things happening all over the place. I love to keep it clean, love to keep it simple, love to keep it comfortable. You know, and that's that's what I've done so far. And you also go, I also understand that a lot of people would love it and a lot of people may not like it, but it's okay. Just like some people don't like that and some people don't like that, but it's fine. I mean, you know, if you love it, I'm happy. If you don't, yeah, you can move over to the next show. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess, I guess if all you're doing is good and, 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 and the quality is right, you know, people will definitely gravitate to, to, to whatever you're doing. So, Absolutely. so where do you, where do you see your brand in the next five years? Ooh, that's a big question. You know, because um, because I work full time, I think that we I, I wish we could have grown bigger than we have now. But my day job takes a lot of my time, so uh, because of that, we are going very very slowly, steady, slowly, steady. But I plan to dedicate more time, God willing, dedicate more time and hope that, you know, I, you know, the creative side, I do that very well. The getting it right, the quality control, this is my area of strength. But for the marketing and for people to know what I do and for people to know why I do it and for people to know where to find it, you know, this is the part that I need to pay more attention to. So I'm hoping that in five years, that we'll be at least, we'll be global. <laughs> <laughs> We're global now. Yeah. So from <laughs> so so from what from from what I understand is you don't you don't have a team yet. It's just you doing everything, right? No, I do have a team because I don't I don't I don't sew the clothes. No, no. Um, when, when I mean when when I mean a team, like you, you know, like the marketing part of it, you know, quality quality checks. No, I no, exactly. I don't I don't have that right now. Okay. I don't. No, the quality checks. I do that. The creative the creativity is mine. The fabric uh, is mine. The, all the materials mine. I'm the one that does everything. The sewing. I have tailors that do that. And I scrutinize and micromanage and ensure that it's done in the way that I want it to be done. But when it comes to the marketing side and, you know, bringing it to the world, this is a part that we need to focus on 
going forward. So, yeah. so do you do do you do like bespoke? Like someone tells you, Kendi, I want I want I want you to make something special for me. Do you do you do all that as well, or you just you just do do your own your own set of designs? Uh, when I first started out, because I, I, I hadn't defined it yet, so some people would say, oh, Kenny, can you make this for me? And I was doing that, but I stopped very quickly because I thought I saw that it was very stressful. You know, I'm a woman and I love women so much. I mean, I, I defend women all the time. However, <laughs> we can be troublesome. Oh, my God. They'll bring the fabric and say, oh, short sleeve. And then they say, oh, it's too short, it's too long. <laughs> and I don't have the threshold for all of that. So all I do now is ready to wear. Okay, that's what I have on the rack. You like it, you buy it, you don't like it, thank you, you can go. That's what I do. I don't collect fabric to make clothes for people anymore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so but, but is that is that is that something you think you know in the nearest future you probably you probably want to do that like collect like because the reason why reason why I'm asking is that I I know that a lot of people don't don't probably don't want to just wear like something they will see somewhere else like a general kind of stuff they they want something for, like unique for them Yes you know for every Belgique tour outfit Okay we have my Two. Okay, two. Okay, that's good. So, you know, you don't find something that we made in 200 places. You don't find that. And it's because we understand that women like that exclusivity. That, you know, it's just me and maybe somebody else that lives in Bombay State or something. And that's the end of it. So, um, for that, yes, we, we do that. For the fabric collection bits, I'm going back to the Zara and yeah, they have a lot of customers and they don't collect fabric from anybody. Okay. So I don't, I don't want pressure to do that because I rather have this niche and just stick there than to want to please everybody and rest up. What I don't want is that you bring a fabric to me and you're not satisfied with, with what we're going to do with it. When I start to collect fabric, then I'm forced to make a style for you that you want, and that takes me away from my own creativity. In fact, when I was collecting fabrics from people, they'll come and tell me, oh, the skirts, do this, do that, do. and there are just too many things going on. And I didn't like half of the styles that they were asking me to make, and it didn't make me happy making clothes like that. So I'd rather stick to what I like and just, you know, continue to churn them up and hope that, you know, so basically what you what you're saying is that once you have a like a like like a season next season you don't you don't repeat that design it's it's a whole it's a whole new design entirely mostly no mostly we don't repeat any design because i i i am constantly being inspired by different things so it's usually different from from you know from us Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so when 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 Kendi is not designing, or Kendi is not working, you know, what does Kendi do? What what do you do for fun? Fun. <laughs> you know what? In two thousand and twenty, I plan to have fun. <laughs> you made you made that sound you made that sound like a very like a very like a very hard thing to do. 
because you know my work is so demanding my day job is so demanding oh my god and you know then i come back and i'm trying to also cater to this passion that i have to make clothes and also you know i mean i'm a homemaker i love i love my home i spend a lot of time putting my home together I'm also, I also, my husband says I have OCD. Actually, everybody says I have OCD. Mm-hmm. I must arrange things in a certain way. Everything must be nice and clean and tidy. So by the time I'm done with all that, the day is over. <laughs> the day is over and that's it. So, but in 2020, I think I'll do more. For fun, no, to be honest, I love to travel. I love to shop. I love to go to the cinema once in a while. I like eating at really nice restaurants. Nice. I don't like eating bad food. <laughs> and I don't like horrible places. <laughs> nice ambiance, good food. You know, I love to do that. I like entertaining. I like hosting people. I've had quite a number of people at my home for dinner. I love like conversations. I love watching crap TV, uh, Africa Magic. Uh, Yoruba, Hausa, Ibo, <laughs> Rock TV, <laughs> Netflix, whatever, everything. I love watching TV. I read. I like to read. I read every day, every morning. I read something. Uh, last year, I read about 10, 10 books last year. So, so what's, what's the so, latest book you're reading now? It's called... Well, I, I usually read... Um, just Christian books. That's what I read. So this this time I'm reading uh, Answered Prayers Guaranteed. <laughs> that's the title. That, that sounds that that's sounds title. like that that just sounds like a like like a five like a like a five day prayer. Five five day prayer <laughs> fasting and prayer. <laughs> But it's actually it's nothing like that. Actually, it's nothing like that. It's, it's actually a book. Uh, what's the name of the author now? Some American guy. It's it's good. It's cool. So yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love plants. I love plants a lot. So I spend a lot of time in the tending to my plants, wetting them, making sure they're green. You mentioned um, traveling. Where when? Where, where was the last place you you, you traveled to? Uh, in Nigeria or outside Nigeria? Out, outside Nigeria. Okay. The last place I traveled to was Canada. I went to Canada for the very first time last year. How, how was it? Very cold. <laughs> very, very cold. I don't like it when it's cold. You know, I know that they said Canada is cold, but it was in May for crying out loud. I didn't expect that I was going to be freezing. It was really cold, but... You know, it was really beautiful, um, and the people were so nice. I couldn't believe how nice they were. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. So you don't that that's that just says that you, you don't have plans of moving out of Nigeria anytime soon. <laughs> man, we have to make Nigeria work for us, man. This is the place to be. <laughs> The best to be. I'd rather just travel, say hi to you guys, and come back home. That's that's my perfect life. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So, Kenny, what 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 do you miss the most? I uh, miss mm-hmm. in life. 
Or what do you miss in, in general? I miss my father. Oh my God. Every day, all the time. Every minute of the day. I was a massive, well, I'm still, I'm still a massive daddy's girl. It was a major part of my life. Major part of my life. So I miss him a lot. All the time, every day. And it's good sometimes because, you know, you were asking me earlier what drives me. Yep. That drives me <laughs> to do well, to make him proud, to, to excel, you know, to make him happy, you know, to do what he wants me to do, to handle situations in the way that he wants me to handle situations. Yeah, I wish I wish he was still here. <laughs> so have you have you ever been been in a situation where where you were probably in a kind of like a difficult situation and you wanted to make certain decisions, you know, did you ever reflect and think that, oh, if daddy was here, I would have just called him? All the time. All the time. (laughs) All the time. All the time. But, you know, because we had so many of those conversations. So when, when I've just tried to remember like, okay, the last time this happened, what did he say? And then, you know, I'll try to do what, what, what he would have recommended or what he would have wanted. So that happens all the time, all the time. I'm, I'm not as horrible as, as sometimes I want to be <laughs> because I know that he wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> I'm doing things properly and say things properly. Even when I'm upset, I'll rein it in, rein it in and, you know, make him proud, say it well, do it well. Making yeah. proud, making proud—that is really important to me. Yeah, but I hope that you know the the love for your dad and always want to seek his opinion, whatever in difficult situations. Hope hope that don't pull a pressure on your on your husband. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would like to believe that it doesn't <laughs> because. And this is why I'll say that. This is why I'll say that. You know, when I got married, up to the time when my father died, when he calls me, the first thing he says, "How is Daily?" Before he say, "How are you?" Okay. You know. So I know that he was very happy that I was married to Daily. He was very happy that you know that he wanted my marriage to work out. He had his interest at heart. So. Everything I do, the way that I'm feeling about my father is in my husband's interest, actually. <laughs> because, you know, I know that my father wants me to make him happy, so I make him happy. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, knowing what you know now, you know, your experiences, you know, what you've been through in life, you know, what would you tell a, young, a younger Kenyan? I'll tell a younger Kenyan to believe in herself more, trust herself more. To understand that I'm special in my own way and that God has a plan for my life and don't try to be like anybody else. Just stay true to yourself and, you know, everything will be fine. Because sometimes um, when I see younger people now, and I can't believe I'm saying younger people, man, because I'm, I'm older now. <laughs> you know, when I see younger people, 
when I see younger people, you know, you're trying to be like somebody, dress like somebody, do like this, do like that, you kind of lose your own individuality. I'm sure I did a lot of that when I was much younger as well. You know, just trying to tailor myself or my thoughts or my way to something or someone. But now I understand that I am special, I am unique, I'm different, I am created this way for a purpose. I like who I am. I don't try to be anybody else. I think I'm just like the best thing that happened after sliced bread. So <laughs> I, only wish that, I only wish that I knew that, you know, a lot earlier in my life so that, you know, I think my journey would have been easier. I've come to major self-realization of who I am. I can go out without makeup and I'm okay. I can go out with makeup and I'm fine. I'm not intimidated by anybody or anything. I think this is the best place to be. Ever. I think that that also gives you gives you happiness as well. Peace, happiness, mm. contentment, yes. purpose, self satisfaction. Satisfaction. Yeah. 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 For those that that are listening and 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 they want to buy Kane Day's brand, Kane Day, what Kane Day is making, what Kane Day is thinking, you know, where should those people go to get Kane Day's clothing? Okay, I have an Instagram page. Which is uh, at Girls Jupiter, Nigeria. Okay. You can follow me. I've been looking for followers <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> trust, trust me, trust me, trust me on that, Kendi. We, we're all looking for followers. <laughs> follow me. And then, you know, I also, my twin sister, she actually um, is at Adela Flowers. She sells fresh flowers in Lagos. Okay. She has a store. So I have a place in her store where, you know, the clothes are hanging. So basically, my twin and I share a, a store. Where is this store in Lagos? Number 51, Raymond Njoku Streets, off Awolowo Road, Nikoi, Lagos. Okay, that's cool, 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 Kane. It was nice talking to you, Kane. You've done really well for yourself, you know, from law school, working and having your own fashion brand as an as an entrepreneur, you know. How do you really manage your time now? You you got your nine to five, you got your own thing going, and you got your family as well. You know, how do you manage all that time? God. <laughs> it's just God. And you know, when you enjoy what you do, you don't you don't feel it. It doesn't feel like stress or work that's the truth you know i remember that um when i'll do when i'll have a collection and i'll do a photo shoot and i'll send the pictures to my dad he'll respond and say exactly same thing how do you find the time to do all this if i were your boss i'll get you fired because i'm thinking <laughs> something is something is wrong somewhere Jesus. you know but when i when you love what you're doing you always find the time Always oh, time. I remember the days when I wake up in the middle of the night to draw the sketch. That has happened to me. Just because I just love to do it. Yeah, and it says and it says in the, in the Bible that your, your gift will make room for you. So if you love what you do, well, it, it's going to pay off at the end of the day anyway. Absolutely, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So Kenny, it's been nice talking to you. You know, I appreciate the time, and um, hopefully we'll be able to do, the, do this one more time. You know? <laughs> yes. After we get bigger, when we get bigger, then I'll we'll do a comparison. <laughs> comparison. Then and now. <laughs> then now, Kenny, Kenny will probably be selling selling millions and billions. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, okay, and a nice one. Yeah, grateful for the time. Nice one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no worries. Yeah. So-